At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making peer support for post-traumatic stress disorder easily accessible. With a vision of a world where finding help and support is simple and the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. And welcome to episode 21. Whew. It's Blackjack, ap- episode 21 of Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. We have covered before understanding your purpose, the power of purpose. And I'm going to expand a little bit on that today. In 2008, I published my first book. The, uh, it was called Why Not Me? The Keys to Unlock Your Power and, and Release Your Potential. What I thought that book was, was a message to my children. So what I thought it was, was this urge to leave something behind for my kids if I die early, if I get hit by a bus and I uh, wasn't able to raise them, at least have some sort of repository for the lessons that I have learned in life and all the lessons that I have yet to learn, aggregate it and leave it behind for my kids. So it took me two years to write the thing. And that was my why, my core driver to get the book done was for my children. That's why why I thought I, I wrote it. Turns out somewhere in my subconscious, what it actually was, or at least a part of it, was for my own survival. Somehow my brain knew that I needed to read the 25, 30 personal development books that I read. I needed to dive into that world and learn these lessons, put it through the mark filter, and put it on paper in a way that makes sense to me through my life experiences. My Somehow, my subconscious knew that I needed to do that so that I could survive myself. The things that I personally needed to overcome, I could only overcome them by immersing myself in the world of personal development. By immersing myself to such a point where I'm actually writing my own book on on the topic. thought it was for my kids, but and it was, but it was also for myself. So a couple months after I published this book, Why Not Me? The Keys to Unlock Your Power and Release Your Potential, I actually won an international literary award for contributions on human potential. Well, how about that? That was a surprise. Sure didn't expect that. I didn't know I could write or sure as hell I wasn't used to winning anything, much less a literary award. I don't have a collection of trophies or medals or anything like that. Like a lot of people that were child athletes, I wasn't an athlete, wasn't used to winning. But I did. The favorite part of the entire book is about purpose. Chapter 2, page 55, understanding your purpose. And there's something about this that just seems to resonate with people. And time and time again, although... There's many uh, favorite parts of the book. This is the one section that people come back to me and they say that that's what really engaged them. It was, it was worth reading the whole book just for this one key. So the power of purpose and the barriers to finding it 
When people overthink it a little bit, I know I sure have, and I've had many conversations with close friends like, oh, if only I you know, had a passion for something in particular and I could focus on it. And that's a bit of a trap because you spend all your time ch- chasing your passion for this one thing when any project, any project is healthy pretty much, whether you're knitting a sweater or rebuilding a car or starting a podcast or writing a book. Any project is healthy because it gets yourself out of your head and into the project. So the way I decided to share this is with something called Dharma. And I'm just going to share this with you now. This is the award-winning segment of this book and everybody's favorite. So here we go. Key number 14 from Why Not Me, the keys to unlock your power and release your potential. Dharma. In the Hindu religion, there is a sharp focus on dharma. Choosing your dharma is choosing to walk the path set for you by the supreme being. If you follow your dharma, you will no longer be a fish out of water or a round peg trying to fit in a square hole. When you are doing what you are meant to do, you will then be utilizing your natural skill sets and talents. Thus, success will be inevitable. Finding your dharma is like falling in love. If you're ready for it to happen, then it just happens, and you will just know. Nobody will be able to talk you out of it. If you aren't sure of what it is you should be doing, just make sure that you are in the ballpark. Close is good enough for a start. One way to find your dharma is to write a list of what you don't want in your life. Most people have an easier time identifying what they don't want than what they do want. It will take courage to cut these items out of your life, but at least you will have a list to use as a reference when you are deciding on one path over another. The closer you are to your dharma, the easier and more enjoyable your life path will be. The best example I could think of to illustrate dharma is to talk about my late dog, Abby. Abby is an English Springer Spaniel, or Springer for short. Springers are born and bred to hunt and flush out game birds such as grouse and pheasants, which is the prime purpose for me choosing this breed. From her normal behavior, most people would have assumed that Abby was a happy dog when they meet her. She would be a bundle of excitement when she would greet you and would be even more excited if she recognized who you were. She was an indoor dog who was well cared for, pampered, and loved as much as any dog could hope for. It's true that our little Abby was generally a happy dog who was in good spirits. However, she wasn't born and bred to be a family lap dog. Abby Abby used to suffer from arthritis, and at home she would need help to get up on the couch or into her favorite chair. She would climb the stairs with some difficulty and discomfort, but she was able to do it on her own. In this environment where she was merely content, that was the, the demeanor of our precious friend. 
one would never suspect what she was capable of when she was placed in the environment where she was born and bred to be in. When the short hunting season would come around every year, I would be ready for it. Pheasant season, the pheasant area, was a two-hour drive from my home. Consequently, for me to be there for first legal shooting light, I had to get up bright and early. The moment I would grab my hunting jacket and my shotgun, Abby would perk up and start to look like a different dog. Suddenly, she was able to fly up and down the stairs without any sign of pain, and she would have a look of anticipation in her eyes that can only be described as sheer joy. On the drive down to the pheasant area, she would calm down. But as soon as we got within 10 minutes of our regular area, Abby would start to fuss with anticipation. Even though we only go about three times a season, she would recognize every tree and bush within a 15-mile radius. By the time we would start down the final dirt road, Abby would be jumping out of her skin with excitement. The moment I would park, I'd open the door for her and she would bolt out of the vehicle as if she were on fire. Once I got all of my gear prepared and the clock would tell me that it was time for legal shooting light, we'd be off to hunt. My little arthritic dog would run full out, weaving in and out of the bushes without any encouragement from me for three hours straight, even in the deepest bush, which springers are renowned for. Abby would crash through the thistles and leap over the logs and deadfall as if she were four years younger and much fitter than she actually is. When Abby would find a bird or a rabbit, she'd let out an uncontainable yelp of excitement as she would chase after it for me. Every time she'd find a bird, she would be re-energized and unstoppable. That is the power of Dharma. Hunting is what Abby was born and bred to do. It is the reason she was placed on this earth. Although she can be relatively happy without hunting, she would never be so happy as when she was hunting. When you are traveling the path you were meant to travel, the one you were designed for, that's when you will be at your happiest as well. If I could have hunted with Abby all year round, I would have. It brings me enormous joy to watch the excitement she would experience during the hunt. Even when we weren't successful at finding any game, she would still be far happier pursuing her purpose than being at home on the couch. She wouldn't be worried that she failed in her attempt. Instead, she would relish the fact that she had the opportunity to try. As Oscar Wilde said, one's real life is often the life that one does not lead. As Abraham Maslow said, a musician must make music, an artist must paint, and a poet must write if he is to be ultimately at peace with himself. So, if you don't know specifically what your purpose is. Close is good enough for a start. Have a project, have a hobby, 
do anything that's constructive and creative. And that doesn't mean watching TV. Doesn't mean surfing Facebook. Doesn't mean watching YouTube videos. Create something. Teach something. Learn something. Do something that's productive and constructive. And that will help you get through and be a happier person. I'm your OPSO, Mark Mankey, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making peer support for post-traumatic stress disorder easily accessible with a vision of a world where finding help and support is simple and the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. (laughs) 